Do you need grammar to speak well? The quick answer is no, in my opinion. I tend to agree with Stephen Krashen that grammar can be a hindrance. It can be a help, it can uh, explain things to us, it can explain things that we have already experienced in the language, it can show us examples of different patterns that uh, we can then use. However, if we try to remember the grammar, if we try to second guess ourselves, then grammar becomes what Stephen Krashen calls the affective filter. It's something that emotionally we start to doubt whether what we would normally retrieve as easy to use or patterns that we're comfortable using and we do it on the fly while we're speaking and now we start to say, well, is this correct? And we want to pass it through this filter of grammar. Is this correct? And basically that inhibits us in our speaking. It's like the proverbial centipede, you know, 100 feet. If it has to think about which foot to put forward, the left foot or the right foot, pretty soon the centipede can't walk. So grammar has its role. Some people actually like grammar, so that's fine. But if the goal is to speak well, some people think you need to focus on grammar in order to speak well. I don't think so. It gets back to the example of the chess player. Someone who knows the rules is no match for someone who has vast experience playing chess. So the question then is, first of all, what is meant by speaking? What, do we, what happens when we speak? Before getting into the question of what speaking well means, let's just consider what speaking entails. Speaking entails, as I mentioned in my last video, speaking entails planning. We actually have to plan the utterance, what we're going to say. And planning, it draws on our memory. It, planning and memory comes from the same part of our brain. And when we speak, apparently, we begin by grabbing easy to use words or structures that we're very comfortable with. This is if we're speaking a foreign language, I presume, maybe in our own languages. We use those things that we're comfortable starting with. That gives us time to plan the next thing we're going to say. And we also reuse structures that we're comfortable using, that have worked for us before. So there are three elements. One is easy to use items. The second is planned reuse. But the third one is suppressing things that don't fit. So that can be words that sound similar, but they're not appropriate words that have a similar meaning but are not exactly what we want in this context, or it could be patterns from our own language. So I noticed that Swedish people typically will say, it is many trees in the forest, instead of there are, because that's the pattern in Swedish. German people will say, I have been living in the United States since many years, but in fact, it's for many years, because in German, that's the pattern. So when we're speaking, we need to pull from our memory words that we are very comfortable using, the easy to use things to get started. We then reuse structures that worked before, but we suppress words or patterns that don't work. And that apparently, when they measure what happens in the brain, that's what we do. So obviously we need a vast repertoire. We need a lot of memory, experience, words, patterns that work in the language. So that's when we speak. What do we mean by speaking well? At Link, I used to tutor English 15 years ago. And at that time we kept statistics. We had sort of types of errors that people made because at that time I thought it would be useful to point out to a learner, you had X percent was a singular plural, X percent was wrong tense, X percent was uh, something else. And for each language we had these categories. Well, overwhelmingly, 
and I even did correct some people in French, overwhelmingly the biggest problem was incorrect word usage. In other words, it wasn't so much that it was grammatical mistakes, it was that the words they used together are words that normally in English we wouldn't use together. And after all, when we say speak well, we're not talking about some theoretical, logical way that the language should be used. Many of those sort of structures in other languages that interfere with us when we're speaking a, a new language, they're logically fine in their language. Double negatives or it is many trees in the forest, it's fine logically, but that's just not how the language is used. So the most common type of error is using words that don't belong together. There is a term collocation which talks about words that are normally found together. There's so many potential collocations, I don't think it's worthwhile studying a list of collocations. It's a matter more of being exposed to so much of the language that you naturally feel that certain words belong together. Another aspect of speaking well, and as I say, I'm going to leave pronunciation out of the equation. I might do a separate video on pronunciation. I think you can speak the language very well and have an obvious accent. The two issues are different. But if we say speaking well, what do we mean by speaking well? We mean using words with precision. So if we talk about language acquisition and we have the verb acquire, now there are many similar words. I mean, there is the word get, which is a very general and therefore not very precise word. There is the word obtain, but we obtain satisfaction. We acquire a language. We get fed up. In other words, there are so many examples of how the accurate way to use a given word and one that is natural, because our goal is to be natural in the language. Now what is natural in Quebec may not be natural in France insofar as French is concerned. What is natural in Scotland may not be natural in Australia, but there is a natural form of the language that is valuable to us because those are the people we want to communicate with. And in order to become a good speaker and therefore to speak naturally and to speak well, you have to have a large vocabulary, you have to be able to use words precisely, and you have to be able to use words that naturally belong together. And even if you create a sentence which is logical grammatically, but the wrong words are used, I don't consider that speaking well. So the grammar, these rules and reading up on the rules, there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's possible that if you read a grammar book, and I would recommend reading a grammar book in the target language, and if this grammar book has lots of examples, that can help provide you with this inventory of phrasing that you can draw on when you're planning your utterance. But ultimately you have to develop a natural reflex so that when you go through this process of planning your utterance that you have a natural ability to bring out easy to use words, structures at work, and you suppress those things that don't work. So you won't be surprised to hear that I think that input is the key to speaking well. But input and output are intricately connected. So just as when we speak, we're drawing from our memory and we're planning what to say and we're trying to anticipate what we're going to use. When we are listening or reading, we are also active. 
We are also anticipating what's going to come at us. That has been proven in, in the studies they do, the ERP studies of the brain and so forth. So the two activities are interrelated, but it still boils down to spending enough time reading and listening that you develop this ability to produce the language. And reading and listening are a little different. First of all, when you are speaking, of course you are practicing speaking. Of course you are listening to what the other person has to say. And of course that's a valuable thing to do. And as you develop a stronger and stronger base in the language, you want to speak as much as you can, as often as you can without worrying about how you do, because you will gradually improve if you keep speaking. However, when it comes to the input activity, reading and listening are a little different. Listening, and especially if you're listening to something that grabs you like an audiobook, a story that creates sort of an emotional connection to the language. It can also happen in reading, but reading is a little bit different. There's the sound of the language. Again, as we grow older, the different parts of our brain apparently become more and more interconnected. The uh, myelin coating speeds up the connections with different parts of the brain. And so your emotions, your empathy, your feelings, all of these become more closely connected with the sort of purely, you know, thinking or reasoning part of your brain. And so when we are learning a language and we want to acquire these words, then it's important that we connect emotionally uh, with what we're listening to and reading. That's why it's so important to choose things of interest to you to listen to or read. It's also true apparently that when we are reading in our brain, it's as if we were speaking to ourselves. So reading is also a form of output, a form of speaking. So that's just to say that all of these activities are interconnected. So even if you don't have the opportunity to speak the language where you're living, getting engaged with input activities can help, you know, improve your ability to speak. And it is certainly true that in our own languages, the people who speak the best are the people who have read the most widely. So reading is very important in order to improve your ability eventually to speak. Now, some of you may say, yeah, but I, how can I listen when I don't understand anything? How can I read when I have so few words? So obviously you have to gradually build up your ability to read. I think the goal should be to read a paper book. Again, there's some research that suggests that we learn better from paper books than from digital material tablets or, or computer screens, but you can't get to a paper book until you have a sufficient vocabulary. And of course, that's why we developed, you're not surprised again to hear me say, but that's why I developed link because I had these books at home in Spanish and German full of words that I didn't understand. And so I couldn't enjoy reading them, but I wanted to get to where I can enjoy reading a paper book. And that's why at link, we can start with many stories. You can go through material in sentence view. There's so many different ways that you can gradually build up in a somewhat intensive way, your ability to eventually read extensively. And if you can eventually read novels and serious books or books on subjects of interest to you extensively by paper, always have a book with you and you read widely in the language that you're learning, you will become a good speaker of that language. And you won't need to remember or try to remember rules of grammar in order to speak well, because you will automatically, as you retrieve the words you want to use and the structures you want to use, and you suppress structures that you don't want you or the words that you don't want to use, you're going to become a better and better speaker of the language.